Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Interactive Podcast. I'm your host, Angela Racine. Okay, so I am trying to record this on my laptop for you guys this week. So if for some reason it sounds off or the audio is different, I'm honestly just going to probably re-record this. But I'm hoping everything goes well and I'm able to figure this out. So let's jump into the topic this week. I am currently pulling up my notes (laughs) that I have for you guys. So this episode is going to be how to keep your New Year's Eve resolutions. But as you all know, before I get into the meat of the episode, let's do a little catch up. I feel like I have a lot to talk about with you guys. As I usually always do, honestly, I feel like I'm always pretty chatty with y'all. But let's jump into it. So I am currently at home, not at my apartment. I am in my hometown. (laughs) I am recording this on a Friday again because Thursday, which was yesterday, I spent my whole day packing and coming back home. So I drove back home yesterday. I got back here, I want to say like mid-afternoon, and I was just unpacking, doing laundry. We had some company over. And now I've been just like chilling today. It's pretty early in the day. It's only noon and I am getting around to recording. Since I'm home, that means it is the start of winter break. I am officially done with my seventh semester of college, which means I only have one semester left and then I graduate and it feels so weird. It honestly hasn't even fully kicked in yet, but I feel like I'll feel it at random times Like, if I'm, like, alone or I have nothing to do, all of a sudden I'm just, like, sitting there with my thoughts (laughs) and I'm, like, holy shit, like, I'm almost done with school. I only have one semester left. And next semester is just, like, bullshit. I'm taking four random easy-ass classes. Only two of them are in person, so I'm really excited for the amount of time I'll have on my hands next semester. Hopefully I can spend it doing a lot of what I love and getting out a a lot of good content for you guys. I always do feel nostalgic at the end of semesters, like seeing everyone leave and realizing I won't have like a professor or classmates anymore. I don't know. I just like never get used to it. And it's literally like I'm going into my last semester of school ever in my entire life and I'm still not used to like the end of the semester (laughs) and end of the year. I don't know. But anyway, speaking of the end of the semester, finals were honestly super easy for me. I only had one final paper due on finals week and then like an online open notes exam. So I was like done by Monday finals week. I had absolutely nothing to do. It was so easy. I was super grateful for that. And now it's a break and I feel like break is just going to fly by for me. I have so much going on. I have holiday parties. I have dinners. I'm visiting family. I have appointments. I also have to drive back up to um my college for work like once a week because I still have my job up there of course and then by the end of winter break January I want to say 14th I'm going to Austin and then classes just start again so it's so busy I feel like it's just going to go by in the blink of an eye but that's how I like it I like being kept busy I don't like the feeling of sitting around with nothing to do because once I don't have anything going on I literally will just rot in bed all day So it's kind of like good motivation to have things going for me. I'm sure you guys understand. 
it just feels like every other day I have something going on, but like I said, I'm enjoying it. And then also, I don't remember if I've told y'all, but I have my CPT exam retake coming up in January, the beginning of January. I feel like I did tell y'all I unfortunately didn't pass my first time. I was super upset about it, but you know what? I looked it up and not many people, or like I should rephrase that, a lot of people also fail their first time. So it made me feel a little bit better. I was more upset that it was just by one point, but oh well, you know what? We live and we learn. It happens. And yeah, now I'm here. I have so much preparing to do before the holidays. I'm pretty much done with all of my shopping. I think I only have like one or two more things to buy and it's nothing major. So that's not the issue, but it's like preparing myself (laughs) because my birthday is on the 25th. Yes, it's on Christmas Day. I'll be turning 22. First of all, what a boring age (laughs) because there's no huge milestone. It's not like you're 16, you get your license, you're 18, you're finally legal, you're 20, you're out of your teens, you're 21, you can drink. And then it's like you hit 22 and it's like, oh, there's no milestones to look forward to. (laughs) I know people mention like, oh, you can rent a car at 25. Correct me if I'm wrong because I feel like I hear so many people say that, but it actually is just like a state by state law. So most states or at least a lot of them, you can be 21 and rent a car. So, like, I don't even need that. So I'm just like, damn, I have nothing going on. But anyway, so sorry. I had to stop the recording for a second. I hope y'all didn't notice. But my mom just called me, which reminded me, I wanted to tell y'all, you guys as well. Oh my goodness, I'm like between y'all, you guys. Ignore me. (laughs) But I'm thinking that I'm going to get my eyebrows laminated. And I didn't fully know what this was, and I'm still a little bit confused on it. But basically, to my understanding, they kind of, like, shape your eyebrows, trim them down a little bit. And then they put these, like, solutions in them that gets the hairs to, like, stay in place almost. And I the only reason why I wanted to get this done is because... I am fully Italian and I have very long eyebrow hairs, which I don't mind, whatever, who cares? But the only reason why they frustrate me is because they are always like so messy and I feel like I'm constantly brushing them to stay in place. And I don't like using eyebrow gels because I don't like feeling like there's glue on me. And then the ones that are like move around more, they get like flaky. I don't know. I've never had luck with eyebrow gels but I feel like an eyebrow lamination will just keep them in place and it's not permanent or anything it only lasts six to eight weeks so I'm gonna try it out and I think I'm gonna book an appointment very soon so I'm excited for that (laughs) but I feel like besides that that's pretty much all the updates I have for you guys so let's just jump into the episode I don't really have too much written down for this I've been trying to do more of like just very loosely outline my episodes and then just ramble with y'all because I feel like I'm just good when I'm just talking naturally just flowing through it but I hope I have enough to say so (laughs) besides you know the ramblings already started let's push all that aside let's jump straight into the meat of the episode as I told y'all as you can see by the title this is how to keep your resolutions 
The New Year's coming up real quick. It's currently December 16th. So what does that give us? Let's pull up a calendar. We have three weeks until the end of the year. So we got to start planning our resolutions and how we're going to stick to them. My first tip for you guys is ease into your resolution slowly. You don't need to do something every single day to form a habit. You can start with once a week and then build on that. And it's not just the fact that you don't need to do it once or every day. Honestly, it might even be like negative to do it every single day because then you're going to get burnt out from it and you're going to like discourage yourself that you can't get into that routine. For example, I feel like working out is just like the easiest example to give. Honestly, if you are not used to working out every day, don't start by working out every single day and jumping right into it. Because you've, you'll feel like you won't have enough hours in your week, right? Instead, start by doing it once or twice a week, maybe three times if you've had a lot of free time recently, and slowly build that habit. If you start by trying to hammer in every single day getting at it, it's not going to work out because you're going to realize it feels unnatural in your routine. It's just like let's say this is something I've been getting into. I've been wanting to do my makeup a little, a little bit more, right? But I can't, I can't do a f- all the full things of makeup that I want to do every single time because A, sometimes I don't have time for it. B, sometimes I'll forget. C, sometimes I don't want to. There's like, you just need to ease into it slowly. You need to gradually allow it to become part of your routine and you can't force it. Let's say a resolution for you is you want to start um, drinking less. How about that? You want to start drinking less alcohol. Instead of going completely cold turkey and saying like, I'm never going out on a weekend again, maybe instead of going out three times a week, you only go out twice a week. Or you, you just say no this one Thursday, right? You want to start slowly incorporating these habits and then they will grow naturally. My laptop is also like overheating right now, so I hope that doesn't affect the sound quality or the audio. <laughs> If you guys have a Mac, you know, (laughs) like, you know the fan noise. Anyway, yes, with your resolution, you want to ease into it slowly. This is more so when you are adding something to your routine or you're trying to create a new habit. Not so much when you're taking something away, right? Like, if your goal is to, well, I guess, excuse me, I guess this could also apply in the same way. Let's say your goal is to drink less soda. Maybe instead of like going cold turkey with it again, you slowly decrease to instead of like three bottles or three cans of Coke a day, like two cans of Coke a day, right? Ease into it slowly. Let your body adjust. Let your mind adjust. It's also a new year. So you're going to be, you might feel a little bit of stress with just a bunch of new things coming anyway. So you want to be graceful for yourself. You want to allow yourself time, right? You need the time to adjust. And that's what habits take. All they take is time. So be patient and you'll be in full swing in no time. Number two, this might seem obvious, but you would be surprised as to how many people do this. Don't do something that you hate doing. (laughs) If you really hate something that much, You're going to feel miserable, you're going to be unhappy, and you're never going to stick to it. For example, again, I'm going to jump into an exercise example. Let's say you absolutely hate running outside. 
You hate, like, the pavement. You hate the cold. You don't want people to see you. Okay, then don't run outside. Use a treadmill instead. If, if you have a goal of, like, running a mile every day and you know you hate running outside but you try to run outside for that mile, you're not going to stick to it. Maybe you feel uncomfortable that people are watching you or that cars are driving by you. Maybe that feels unsafe for you. Maybe you don't have a good enough pair of, like, running shoes that will last for outside. Maybe you don't have warm enough running clothes. Don't do something that you're going to feel miserable while doing because then why would you stick to it? It's, it's, it's funny because it seems so simple and it feels like it makes so much sense, but you would be surprised at the amount of people that try to force their body to do something that they don't feel comfortable doing or that they just simply hate doing. It's, again, I'll use a more classic example with the gym. Let's say you want to get in better shape. So you say like, okay, I'm going to go try to lift weights in the gym. But you fucking hate lifting weights. Like you don't like you don't like the feeling of it. You feel uncomfortable, weird. It's just not your vibe. There are so many other forms of exercise that you can do, that you can find that you actually enjoy. There's swimming. There's calisthenics. There's rock climbing. There's yoga. There's Pilates. <laughs> there's workout classes. CrossFit. I can keep going. Don't force yourself to do something if you're going to be miserable, because the whole point of a resolution is something that will improve your quality of life, right? And that should be the goal with almost anything that we set our minds to, right? Will this improve my quality of life? And your quality of life can't be improved if you're miserable while acting on that, right? So find habits to create that you're going to enjoy that also, like, that enjoyment just seeps into every other aspect of your life. For example, when I go to the gym, it gives me energy, I, I, it helps my hunger cues because I'm burning calories. It's something that I love. I feel happy when I'm doing it. I feel confident when I'm doing it. I love putting on a cute gym outfit, filling up my water bottle, putting my gym bag around my, what is this, shoulder? Oh, goodness. (laughs) It's just, I love the whole idea of it. And I feel like I'm sleeping better. I have more energy during the day. I'm eating so much more protein. I'm just eating more, period. It's affected so many other aspects of my life in a good way. And that's what you should strive for when creating a resolution. Let's say recently you've been not sleeping well, your face has been really puffy, your dark circles are just so bad, you have a lack of energy, you're irritable, you're feeling tired, dizzy, etc. Maybe you're saying, okay, I've noticed that One of the reasons for this might be I'm not drinking enough water. Okay, the goal of drinking enough water will result in all of these aspects being improved, right? So I'm going to drink more water every day to improve on these aspects. And now my quality of life is improved. (laughs) So find something that is beneficial for you, but it's also something that you love, right? Maybe let's give another example. Maybe a resolution for you is you want to be more present, Okay, well, there's so many ways to feel more present. What's one way? Might be going to a yoga class twice a week. And during that yoga, it's more of a slow, restorative yoga. And at the end, that you just, like, lie there in corpse pose and you just get to, like, think or just, like, not even think, just, like, exist. Maybe going to yoga once a week is your time to be present and be mindful and just aware of yourself and check in with yourself and how you're feeling that will improve your quality of life and it's something you enjoy. 
maybe you hate going to yoga class because you don't like to be surrounded by other people or you don't like the instructor dynamic, right? But you still want to be mindful or practice being present. You can do an at-home meditation. Maybe that works better for you. Maybe meditating at home is something that you enjoy more and you feel more comfortable doing, but it still achieves your goal exactly the same, right? So when you're thinking of a goal, remind yourself, there are so many ways to achieve this and just find the way that you enjoy, right? Maybe when you need to get more water in, maybe you hate just drinking plain water. So maybe you add a little like zero calorie, zero sweetener electrolyte mix that's like flavored, right? And then you can, you know, add some ice into it, add whatever, add um, maybe, I don't know, your creatine. Maybe you want to add like um, iced tea powder or lemonade powder, whatever, whatever's going to get you to drink water, do it, right? <laughs> as long as you make it enjoyable, as long as you're able to achieve your goal in a healthy way. So when you're thinking of your resolution, find something you genuinely enjoy doing. This third one kind of ties in with a lot of these, but it deserves to be its own category. Find balance with your goals. Okay, so I'll start this one with an example to paint the picture more clearly. Let's say that you want to lose weight. So you go for a two-mile run every single day for two months. After those two months, you found that, you know, you lost a couple pounds, you're happy with it, so you stop running. Well, That running every day was burning calories, which was creating a caloric deficit, which is what led you to the weight loss. Now that you stopped running, you're just going to gain the weight right back because a daily two miles wasn't balanced for you. It only worked for a short period of time when you had that goal and then it burnt you out, right? Instead, maybe start by adding more water to your diet. Then in turn, you'll stop drinking sodas and other high calorie drinks. Then maybe you're adding a little bit less dressing or less sauces to your bowls or your salads. Okay, then you're not getting those calories from those. And then you keep making these tiny increments of change in your behavior. And it slowly, without you even realizing it, brings you to your goal. You may naturally slowly lose weight this way because it's bringing more balance into your life, right? You're not doing something that isn't sustainable for you. Because think, if you're someone who, this ties in with what I was saying earlier, you hate running and you're running two miles every single day only to lose weight and then you just stop, you're not going to stick to your goal, right? It's just going to fall apart. But if you're making tiny increments that still lead you to a balanced life of, okay, I'm still doing what I want, but I'm still reaching my goals, you're, you're just going to like, everything's just going to fall into place. So I'm I'm trying to think of another example of this. Let's say, let's just use the um, drinking water example again, right? So you want to balance between, okay, I love drinking Coca-Cola every day, but I know I need to drink more water. Okay, so how about at dinner, instead of only having a can of soda with you, also have a glass of water next to it. And every time you take a sip of the soda, also take a sip of the water. That's finding balance because you're allowing yourself to have a little bit of those cravings, but you're also checking yourself and saying, no, I know I need to drink more water. I'm having this as well. And slowly your body's going to feel better and it's going to show a preference for what is improving you, right? I really hope that made sense, but basically 
Finding balance is very similar to easing into it slowly. You don't want to disrupt your daily routine too much because if you're creating that big of a difference, it can feel like work instead of routine and it can burn you out. But you also want to know that you're adding things into your routine that will lead you to your goals. Number four, and I only have five in this list, so going by a little bit quickly, number four is you want to think in abundance, okay? And before I get into this point, I have to pause this recording real quick because I am concerned for my laptop right now with the overheating. Give me one second, I'll be back in a beat, all right? Okay, just like that, I am right back here. Hope y'all didn't miss me too much. (laughs) Anyway, I was just about to jump into number four, think in abundance. So let's hop right back into that. So when I say you need to think in abundance, what I mean by this is don't try to quote unquote take away things from your daily routine or your daily life, but rather think of adding in more healthy options. And I may have talked about this before in a previous episode, but this is so important to reiterate, especially in this context of resolutions. Like the example before, instead of saying, I am cutting out soda and I can't drink any soda anymore, you can say, I have a goal of drinking a gallon of water daily. This way, you will be so focused on hitting that goal of drinking one gallon of water, you won't even be thinking about the soda that you're missing, right? Another example, instead of saying, I need to eat less carbs and less fat, Start your meals by eating all of your protein first. Protein is the most satiating macronutrient and it also aids in building muscle and also it's just so essential for you with amino acids. After you eat your protein, you will feel a lot more full and therefore you won't have as much of a craving for your carbs which can spike your blood sugar if you're eating them first thing in the morning. And also we tend to binge on carbs the most but they are the least satiating macronutrient and also they aren't essential like fats and proteins are. Carbs just won't keep you as full for as long, whereas protein does. As a reminder, carbs are so good for you. They provide us with energy. They are not bad for you, but this is just a tip for getting in more protein and aiding a little bit in weight loss if that's an issue for you. I would say probably like upwards of 80% of Americans don't get in enough protein daily. So it is so important when you're sitting down for a meal to prioritize your protein first. I know this is a bit of a tangent, but it's just important. So for example, let's say you're eating steak, potatoes, and and broccoli. And maybe it's, I don't know, cheesy potatoes to give it a little mashed potatoes okay I don't eat potatoes or potato products whatever steak cheesy mashed potatoes and broccoli right because I had to get the fats in you should be eating the steak first instead of diving right into those mashed potatoes although I'm sure most of you would love that (laughs) just because the steak is the main part of the meal it's what's going to fill you it's dense in protein it has healthy fats and that's what you should be focusing on So instead of saying, no, I can't eat the potatoes, just eat them second. And naturally, you will just end up eating a little bit less than before because you're going to be full from your steak already, right? So think in abundance. This can go for absolutely anything. I know this works best for resolutions that involve diet changes. 
like I gave with the soda and water example, let's say that you want to cut down on sugar, right? And let's say that you mainly eat, like, you'll eat a big dessert before bed, and you always wake up not feeling your best, or maybe it makes you feel a bit nauseous, or you're just not feeling good from it, or you just know that it would be better for you to cut down. So let's say normally every single night you have a big pint of, like, Ben and Jerry's ice cream, and you're saying, okay, I need to stop eating Ben and Jerry's ice cream. I need to stop snacking before bed, period. (laughs) So instead of trying to take that away, because the way that our minds work is what we focus on, it's like prioritized in our mind. So if we're thinking Ben and Jerry's, no, Ben and Jerry's, no, all we're going to think about is how bad we want it, right? Let's rephrase this. Let's say Rather than eating a whole pint of Ben and Jerry's before bed every night, I will eat a couple scoops of sorbet, right? Because that's a much better alternative for you rather than the Ben and Jerry's ice cream with like the core of cookie dough and all the big chunks in there as much as mm, so delicious. Maybe just cut down a little bit. (laughs) Or you could say, maybe I'm going to get a one of those special low calorie ice creams or a vegan ice cream or a a sugar-free ice cream, or a sorbet alternative, a, um, what are those, popsicles, one of those fruit popsicles. Or maybe you can say, I'm going to start making my own. Maybe you can make that, like, banana nice cream that everyone used to love, right? Where you just blend up frozen bananas, add your mix-ins of choice, boom, it's ice cream. There are so many alternatives to just a pint of Ben & Jerry's that you can add to your diet instead of the mindset of taking away Ben and Jerry's because at the end of the day it's all the same thing you're stopping eating that ice cream and you're replacing it with something else but your mindset is the biggest key to staying successful with this and creating a new habit right like I said if you're just thinking about and focusing on only what you can't have that's all that's going to be on your mind so it's very important to reshape your way of thinking and really look at it in a new light in a form of abundance in addition to your diet rather than just I can't have this I'm taking everything away number five this is the final point don't stress it so when you are going into your resolutions and excuse me, when you're going to your resolutions and it's a new year, there's so much going on, people are getting back into school after the holidays, the holiday rush is over, everyone's trying out, you know, these new resolutions, there's a lot of pressure and there's a lot of stress going into it. So stop putting so much pressure on yourself and just trust the process and let everything fall into place. It will take time. As I said earlier, a lot of these tie in with each other. Yes, this is going to take up some time. It's going to take a little bit of, you know, a little bit of practice to form this habit. It's going to take a couple weeks or months before you see results. But you need to take a step back and just trust the process and let it happen. Trust that I'm doing everything right. I know if I'm consistent and I'm not lying to myself and I'm taking this seriously, in the future, I will see results from it. And those results don't have to be physical. They can be mental. They can be emotional. Maybe you're doing something for someone else, you know. Results in whatever context you want to see results, right? By stressing out, you will only hinder your performance or adherence to this. 
and you're going to start to overthink it and psych yourself out about reaching your goals, right? I know for me, I am the biggest overthinker. So if I start to think too much about something, I'm going to get in my head. I'm going to psych myself out. I'm going to start second guessing myself and I'm going to overcomplicate things. And that is exactly what you don't want to do when you're trying to reach a resolution or reach or like work towards a goal. You don't want to put added stress to it because it's already hard enough to add something new into your routine. And if anything, just feel so proud of yourself for taking the first step of making that goal and taking steps towards that goal. Don't feel that you need to be absolutely perfect. And remember that progress isn't linear, okay? I know I feel like people have beat that saying into the ground, but it is such an important thing to, to remind ourselves of is progress is not linear. And by that, we mean that when there's, let's say you're looking at a chart with an X and Y axis and imagine a line starting from the left-hand corner at zero and just like very evenly trending upwards. That is not how progress works. If anything, there's going to spike up, it's going to drop down, it might stay down for, you know, a week, it's going to slowly go back up. Progress is all over the place, but at the end of the day, it's progress, right? Remind yourself, even if you're in a little bit of a rut, even if you're feeling low, and I need to remind myself of this right now too, is that as long as you trust in yourself and as long as you've built up confidence in yourself, you know you'll get back at it and you know at the end of the day, it will work out and you will reach your goals. And the reason why I mentioned that I need to remind myself of this currently is because I've been in such a rut with the gym recently, being so unmotivated to go, not tracking as much as I know I should be, feeling a little bit lazy with things, but I'm not stressing it because I know that I'm going to feel like I'm going to get that back. I'm going to feel better about the gym again. And I know that it's just a quick little phase right now. So when you're working towards your resolutions, remind yourself, ease into it slowly, find that balance, make sure you're really enjoying it, and trust yourself. At the end of the day, it is all about trusting yourself and building confidence of, okay, I know I'm going to get this done. And that's all it takes is just believing in yourself, okay? So with that being said, I feel like, oh my goodness, this just absolutely flew by, but I really wanted this to be concise and not overcomplicated because people really do tend to overcomplicate resolutions and their goals, and that's not necessary. If you just follow these five tips, I'm sure you will be able to reach any resolution you have and just go beyond that and succeed. I really do believe in you guys. So on that note, I'm going to stop the episode here. I hope you guys gained some good insight on resolutions. I hope you're feeling very motivated and excited for this new year. And I just hope that you guys are just looking forward to the holidays, ready to crush those goals come January 1st. And yeah, so you can leave this podcast a little five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts if you would like. You can also on Apple Podcasts write us a little review. Check out the Instagram at interactive.podcast. Find me on Instagram at AngelaR.fit. 
you know, the links are in the, what is it, show notes of this episode, as usual. My link tree is leaked down there. Leaked. Oh my goodness. Linked. <laughs> and a quick little shout out to my TikTok, at Angela.Racine. I have been a little bit more active on that, trying to get back into TikTok. So yeah, check out all my socials, and I will see you guys next Friday. Bye, guys.